0: And now, Touch My Bass Productions presents The Shootout with Bill Lynch. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestling
1: Shootout. I am your host, Survivor Payne, Bill Blanchett, and I'm getting really fired up this week because tonight I went out to the ages. I went out to the archives. I went out to, to find all the way from Alabama. I this man, Mandel from state after state after state. I had to hire a private investigator, people. A private investigator to track this man down. He has been on the run, but my private investigator, by the name of Christopher Dwayne Dickens, has tracked this man down. I've got Aaron Henderson, a.k.a. Kyle Matthews, a.k.a. Josie, one of the toughest guys that ever came out of Apple. He's been one half of the AWF World Tag Team Championship. The very, very famous tag team might have been rated number one in the 2009 review of the, the tag team called the Broken Arms, along with Kevin. These guys had an unbelievable charisma. These guys, I mean, Aaron Harrison, I call this guy a young version of Fred the Hitman Hart when he competed in Canadian Stampede Wrestling. This guy's had some tremendous wrestling views. He's very, very famous in AEW because in 2010, he competed in the very first ever Best Out of 7 series for the Georgia Southern Championship one-on-one with Midnight. Well, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I hear he is for live here from West Virginia. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Aaron Henderson. What's up, boss?
0: Hey, what's up? What's going on?
1: Oh, not much, man. How you been?
0: I've uh, been all right. I've been uh, been all across, the, all across the way here. How you been doing? Uh, how cold is it up there right now? Uh, it's about 60 degrees up here. That's not
1: too, too bad. That's not too, too bad. Oh, man, dude, how you been, man? I haven't seen you in, in at least two or three years. Since i laid way to you? A couple of years Two ago. or three
0: years, something like that. Yeah, man. Well,
1: how, how you been, man? You been doing all
0: right? I've been doing all right. Just uh, just working, living, you know.
1: Hey, man, that's that's, that's some of the best things ever can do, man, just working, man. We got to do the best we can do. But I also got on the show here my uh, co-host, is the CEO. I touched my bass. He's a this Before we all know who we is. I got Christopher Dickens. You know we're gonna tag teammates here, man. We're gonna jump. We're gonna jump right into this thing. It might be a two parter show. I'm gonna call this part one. with Go. Aaron, tell us about earlier days on when ABWA first got started. Tell us about oh, tell us What it stands for? Tell us what it stands for. And what was ABWA all about? Uh,
0: ABWA was anarchist backyard wrestling association and it was it what it really was was just a bunch of kids trying to trying to get into the uh to the wrestling biz we uh we kind of gravitated towards the early ECW extreme you know tables chairs barbed wire glass just whatever it felt like uh you know the hardcore scene is where we were where we would thrive at the point so really early on, it, we had no idea what we were doing.
1: <laughs> well, my understanding was You guys also did MMA fights too, like street fights, like actual real. Yeah. No choreographed. I just went there and started throwing punches and kicks, man. I actually, actually
0: had an actual fight. Well, like I said, back then we had no idea what we were doing. Yeah, we uh, we understand, we understood sports entertainment. It was uh, mostly choreographed, but we didn't know any of uh how to do any of that so our best bet we figured was to just go in there and beat the shit out of each other somebody will see it somebody will pick us up <laughs>
1: yeah. somebody did see
0: it <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know i used to tell chris dickens and tim gagner his guys we're not the only guys that ever did backyard wrestling but they had to be guys coming up in age that love wrestling like they did we got to freaking find it finally tim took the initiative and Google, that's your wrestling Grove town and then boom, Alvo popped up and that's how we actually located you guys. But so, our understanding that another organization that found you guys, the famous promotion of Flatline. Tell us about that meeting. You guys met with Flatline. I met with AWF. Which side did you pick and, and why?
0: Oh the Flatline part of it, it was yeah, Tim got nervous. uh prime time Tim Sanders. I uh, got in contact with us along with, uh, I believe, Chris Dickens. Yeah. And uh, had a meeting with the AWF guys, and uh, there was a flatline guy there who also wanted to uh, pick us up. After hearing everything from uh, both sides, we uh, figured uh, AWF, uh, we, uh, we didn't really want to take away from our you know backyard element, our extreme element, the uh, the ability to do what we want, for lack of a better term and uh, AWS seemed like the place to go. Figured, uh, you know, make a name for ourselves there, and then maybe when, you know, in the future, we would go back to Flatline.
1: Well, let me talk to you about this here. Now, when I first met you guys, I think it was at the end of 2008. It was a New Year's Eve show. One last stand, last stand, last fight we had of the year. Um, oh, yeah. We was in a ta- I think it was a tag matchup situation, you know. It was myself. A lost profit, you know. it's it say he it was basically mass theory under a mask. You know, back then theory wore a mask. You know, we wouldn't recall theory back then. Um, but anyways, with the situation? You know, you guys were very, very clean, very, very learning. Theory was going for, or I should say, the lost profit was going for a double ax
0: handle. You know.
1: Yeah, he was. the cage, all of a sudden, you stumbled into him. You know, Jay tried to miscalculate. It. He tried to get
0: out of your way, and it can't all crash down on towards ACL. Yeah, I
1: remember that.
0: What's your remembrance of that? What's your remembrance of that? Um, I remember the double axe handle. I'm, I may have stumbled into it. I'm not really certain. It was a while ago. But I, I could see that happening. I might have stumbled into him, and you know, he tried to correct himself, came down wrong on his, uh, on his leg, and... Uh, towards ACL. I was completely new. This was probably my second match in AWS. Uh I was you know, did I do something wrong? Was it your fault? Was it my fault? Uh am I gonna get in trouble for this? But uh, uh he turned out to be yeah, you know, he turned out pretty much that ended his career for a few months after that. Yeah, yeah that was uh think about nine months
1: if I remember correctly
0: something like that. Yeah, I felt horrible after that. What,
1: well, did you send him a get-well card? Did you give him a call? Did you go to a shop to how he was doing? Or?
0: Um, I didn't really do much of that. Like, I had just met him. Whenever I saw him, I was always made a point to come over. Hey, how's your leg doing? Oh, man, you doing all right? What's going on? And just uh, trying to you know check on him and all that, make sure he's doing okay.
1: That's cool, that's cool. I wanna get I'm gonna get the more theory stories with you because there's a couple of questions I wanna ask you. There's a lot of rumors about what happened to you guys career. I'm gonna to get to that in a few minutes here. But I wanna start off next, you know, you came in and you know, some of you guys had technically better. You had Nick you had Will, the Knight Riders. You were there with Kevin known as the Bocanon. At the same time a guy named Don Brown and Big Jim Dead reckoning, you know.
0: Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Days
1: before. <laughs> Christian CJ with de evolution. In two thousand and nine was the era we had some really uh, good tag teams and, and yeah. we had a, a tag team wars. you were the broken arms, you know, I think you and Dead Reckoning uh was, was voted the two number one tag teams um in two thousand nine. But as the broken arms, who came on with the name of Broken Arms? What was the concept of you and Kevin? You know, did you guys, did you guys have a strategy where you guys will be the number one tag team? Did y'all had any goals like that? Or that's just want to show up and wrestle. They didn't care who you wrestled with. So, 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 so smoking arms.
0: Well, when it, as far as me and Kevin we, even before wrestling was even a thing that we were going to do, we were always, anything we did, it was almost as a tag team. We did that. And when wrestling came around came along and we started you know, going out to events and shows we figured we might as well wrestle together as well. So we figured we'd be a tag team and Broken Arms, I'm not sure exactly where the name came from, but I remember wanting our name to like blow people off. Like, oh, who are these guys? Broken Arms. Well, They got they got Broken Arms, they got cast on <laughs> and then we just dominate. And I think that know where the name came from? 2000, that was a hell of a tag team division for that year. It was, mainly, it was myself and Kevin and Dead Reckoning going at it. That was the main that was the main feud that was going on at the time. Was that
1: was the best tag team you worked with?
0: Best tag team you worked with? Maybe yeah, I reckoning know reckoning. that. Uh, uh, I don't best tag team we worked. With. Dead reckoning was pretty good. You know, I'll give him that. I think the best tag team we ever faced in the ring was. Uh, I don't know. What about the Night Riders? though? y'all ever
1: get messed with uh, with Will and Nick Night Riders? Didn't you
0: know? Oh, absolutely. Well. Will and Nick were also part of ABWAS, so we had that previous experience of, you know, we were able to trust each other in the ring to do more things. We were, you know, we knew how the other one worked, more or less.
1: Of course, of course. Now, I believe this was in 2009. You know, when I actually showed the one ABWAS event, I think it was Paul's birthday, that so had these stick-in-the-head tournament, right? Yeah, and I remember I that. You and Nick, one at it toe-to-toe. And it got a little bloody, actually.
0: Um, yeah, it got a little bit bloody. All of, sudden,
1: all of a sudden, what I didn't expect was, it looked like in my vantage point, Nick was getting the better of the exchange, but all of a sudden, Nick just tapped out. He just, you know, he said, hey, I give, you're a better man, you know. What's your thoughts about that fight? Do you remember that fight?
0: Yeah, I remember that fight. Uh, I'm not sure why he did that, I don't know if he was actually just that tired or if he was hurt or if he was just giving up. But I was I was kind of wanting it to keep going. I, I wanted to – if I was going to win, I wanted to win to win. You know what I mean? Or if I was going to lose, I wanted to lose. I felt like yeah, he could have kept going. I wish he would have. But um, when I locked up, you know, I took on
1: Angelus because I, I beat Angelus in the second. And I take it round two because you got past Nick. I got past Angelus. Me and you locked up. You remember what I said to you right before we went at it?
0: What would you say to
1: him? I said to you, kid, I'm an old man. Please don't hurt me. As soon the middle <laughs> one, it was over. I made you cap out.
0: Uh, I, I should have been telling you don't hurt me. <laughs>
1: I was fired up, though. You know, I was. Just, it was. It was cool. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Um, now you ended up. You ended up being a tag team partner with uh, with Will for a little while, didn't
0: you? Yeah, yeah, we did our thing for a little bit.
1: Well, how did you like compared? You're doing tag team wrestling with Kevin, and you did wrestling with Will. Which one did you click better with?
0: Oh, uh, I don't think it's more of I click better with one person more so than the other. It's uh, I would have had I would I had to adjust my style to better suit either one, depending on who I was working with. You know what I mean? Like uh, with yeah. Kevin, he's a bigger guy. He he can control more in the ring. Or Will, he's you know, he's bigger, but he's shorter, so I couldn't do a lot of the. Uh, a lot of the same moves that I could with Seven with Will, but we made up for it in other things. Both of them definitely had their pros and cons.
1: What about when you stepped up? Um, it was getting a little bit of hardcore action. Um, I wasn't there for this event. When Chris showed me on footage, I was, like, totally blown away. Um and you can find it's on a lot of AWS TV. It's on AWS TV, and um, Chris you did a funny video with a kitty cat playing a keyboard. But <laughs> it starts up. You're on top of a ladder. I'm really? gonna assume you were doing like a floorstander, trying to. And when you jump, Paul moved out of the way, and you landed on top of your head. And I, just, oh, I, I thought for I sure you'd have broken your neck. Well, I thought
0: you were how
1: huh, how did I did you? <laughs> what was going through your mind when you did that? Bam! I was like, "Oh my
0: god!" Oh, uh, well, that was the first and only time I had ever botched the swan song bomb. Uh, I practiced doing it because well, I wanted to do the swan bomb as a finisher or at least a finisher. So I had a ladder and a bunch of mattresses, and I just sat out there for hours and hours practicing you know, doing the swan song. Uh, so that particular mat. It was uh there was a lot of factors involved. It was a it was a hell of a match and by this point I was exhausted. And uh I know midnight was probably exhausted too. And when I set him up for it, I I was probably not paying attention to where I was trying to set up for it as well as Paul was not paying attention to where he was being placed or whatever. And the as you guys remember, that ladder was a piece of crap. Yeah,
1: yeah it was.
0: And I got up to the top of the ladder, realized this ladder is not steady, this is not going to go well, but at the time I was already in the motion for it, and you know, I'm already up there, I can't just get down now, so I just kind of went for it, and it all went to hell. <laughs> and then As soon as I hit, i Remember thinking, shit, I just broke my neck.
1: <laughs> I I I was shocked, you know. I I you know, but I, I would definitely encourage Christian. We need to freaking advertise. he did to post this, but you know, it was stuff like that that I saw when I realized just how tough you really were. You know, when the more, <laughs> I, same thing me and Christopher had always talked about, and, and of course, you know, I'll say Garca Jim, and not so much DJ, but. You know you and Nick, I, I put in the same category. Y'all never complained. I didn't bitch, I didn't want, to didn't cry. Y'all showed up, you did what you was asked. You put over with what you put over. to gets happy to win. I mean, you I mean you always put on one hell of a match and you know, I've always kind of wish I was pushing for you to have that single championship run. And I was really glad when I booked the, the seven-max series. i want to bring this up the seven-max series. No know I'm skipping ahead here a little bit, but in 2010, uh, you and Paul were two of the young, promising talent of AWF. I called you guys the future of AWL. And y'all were competing for, it could be Georgia Southern, it could be North American, and we kept going back and forth the name back then, I think we're pushing for the Georgia Southern. But I want your what, what, that you all to you. Which kind of rain did you ever prefer to have? Georgia Southern? Or North American.
0: Everybody was debating about it. Someone in Georgia Southern, someone North American. What was your opinion on that? Uh, I, think, uh, I think I think probably go with the North American, just because it You say Georgia Southern, you're kind of confined to just that Southern Georgia area. Yeah. Whereas yeah. North American, you get the North American title, and you're the champion of North America. As the name would entail, so I think I would have uh, gone with North American on that. Not to say Georgia Southern was a bad name, but.
1: right, right. Well, tell me some of your memories about working with Midnight. that whole seven match series, or any other matches you have with him. Got a good relationship. I know he's part of Alpha. Did you have a good relationship as well in the ring?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? Well, as far as Midnight concerned, there were times where were behind the scenes it was tense with 10 and a lot of guys out there but uh yeah. in the ring especially during that uh best of seven we both knew that we just whatever was going on outside the ring with anybody that didn't matter we were here to do this hell of hellified best of seven match, and we were going to make it look good so and i like working with midnight and stuff like he's a guy who's not afraid to get hardcore. He's not afraid to bleed a little or to put that extra oomph into what he's doing and make you bleed a little. He when you're trying to go hardcore, go extreme and all that, he's definitely one of the top.
1: Good deal. Good deal. Um, I'm not gonna get the um uh, I am not gonna get into the personal details, I say that for a later time. Uh, but in 2009, 2010, we had two different rings. We had one ring that we put together like a makeshift kind of hot and gun kind of style or whatever we could you know, find with the pumping. Then we made it to get a wooden ring, Last for a couple of shows. And then I bought the uh, ring to Del Sherrill, brought out of AWF. But what ring you prefer working in? He has a good match to both of them. I mean, you you really adapt you adapted very well to your environment. I got to give you credit on that one, though. What
0: did you, oh, have,
1: what, what did you enjoy wrestling? In? Well,
0: 2009 or 2010? Well, out of all of them, I would prefer the real ring, the actual ring that was bought from uh, Dale Shell, more because you can do more in a real ring than you can with uh, the makeshift ones. Either. But out of the makeshift ones, I think I uh, preferred the the wooden one with the four posts that were set up. I think uh, with that one, it was, you know, you could take a fall and it not knock the wind out of you too bad.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you this question. Let's think of Dale Sherrill. There's one of the LA Massacre shows. I did believe one in 2010. You know, the one Christopher Dickens lost the footage to. Thanks, boss. Um,
0: I actually found the footage recently. I, I think I have it somewhere, so I might have to air that later on down the road. Really? Yeah. Very interesting. Of the tag match. I don't have 2011s.
1: 2011 is the year I beat Wolf Guard. 2011 online. 2010 is one guy do a remake of it. Anyway, the famous tag match that was talked about that night, you and Kevin... I know we're having personal problems outside the ring, you know, but y'all got to put on the spot to take on Dale Sheryl and Jamie Cruz, and at the time, you had the best tag team we had, and I thought you guys would go toe to toe with these guys and make it work. You, have, what, what memories do you have about that match? Because I gotta tell you, I was very proud. You guys hung with them, and you did not let them bury y'all. I was very proud how y'all conducted y'all suck, but. Tell me your members of the thought that particular tag team match.
0: Uh, and I think mm. that's actually two thousand nine you're referring to when they first came in, uh Dale Sherrill and Jeremy they Cruz. Me, it
1: 2009. I know that match got lost. The footage got
0: lost. Yeah, I I found that footage right. later on, but go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> All right, I I I think I know which one you yeah, I know which one you're talking about. That was uh it was a hardcore match, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was two thousand
1: nine. It was two thousand nine. It was a tag match.
0: Yeah, I remember that. It was uh, yeah. We were Kevin and I. We had we were going through a little bit of a uh, a few personal problems outside the ring. Uh, it happened occasionally, but uh, once when we uh, anytime we got in the ring, we put all of that aside and we weren't it was like we weren't Kevin and Aaron when we were in the ring. We were Ghost and and Shay. Through we Shay the Destroyer and just Kyle Matthews, as Shay Matthews, we were who we were in the ring. with that. and, you know, Cruz uh, and Joe uh, Shell, we, we weren't going to let anybody, you know, better us in the ring, whether it was Dead Reckoning, Knight Riders, uh, you know, AWA. It could, it could have been the freaking Hardy Boys in there, and we weren't going to let them better us without, you know, we weren't going to just let it happen. But uh, it was, they would throw something our way, and we'd, okay, we'd throw it right back at them. And we'd get, you know, toe to toe just as hardcore as, you know, they want to go. And it, it was a hell of a match.
1: As a fan, you know, I was watching that match, I personally enjoyed it. Um, beginning of 2010, you and Kevin, I believe it was Kevin's sister, y'all were the Matthews family, if I remember a Y'all, Y'all actually started a few with the, um, Angelus' clown posse, uh, game he brought out there, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, uh, but you guys started doing some type of patty cake in the ring. I thought that was hilarious, <laughs> very entertaining. Whose idea was that?
0: Uh, uh I, I. I don't even remember. It was, it was probably his. It was probably Kevin's idea for the patty cake thing. And it fit right into our, uh, our personas. Uh, just, just these goofs in the ring. Just these goofballs. Just, yeah, you know, joking, laughing. Yeah, you know, the standard comic relief characters, but as far as wrestling ability we would give it to you. You know, it really fit in, just had a cake and then elbow drop somebody. It was it was awful. I think it was his idea. It
1: it, it was awful. I know everybody got kicked out when they saw it. Um I wanna rewind a little bit. I didn't mean to skip the storyline, but when the whole Alba group first came in the AWF, we started running the uh invasion kinda like an invasion, although I really didn't call it an invasion to me. I know you know, I think Chris and Tim might have called that. Me, personally, it's more like New Japan Pro Wrestling versus WCW. There's only two organizations going at it, and which talent guys had the best, you know, AWF versus Ebwa. You know, you, what, what was your guys' real or real thoughts about that? Kind of take this thing real or keep it pro wrestling. I know we went back and forth, but we had some real matches with each other, sports entertainment matches. But, you know, what was you, What was Ebwa's thought? Now, to me, in the we are like, "Hey, we're gonna steal the show. We're gonna take over this promotion. You know, we're we're gonna claim this is our this is our era of wrestling." What was your thoughts on that, as far as Apple goes?
0: Well, I think uh, at that time, really, all we cared about was getting in there and showing all of these AWF guys that hey, we're not just some uh, we're not just a bunch of punk kids from the sticks trying to you know, do some playing around in the ring we wanted to we wanted to make a name for ourselves we wanted to let AW, all the AWS guys know hey we're we're serious about this and uh the invasion thing was kind of cool i wish that would have went on a little bit longer than it did but yeah it was uh we just wanted to come in there and you know, prove to everybody that we can hang with uh we can hang with the old dog you know what i'm saying
1: oh yeah i mean i, I enjoyed it man i had some uh Great matches with Kevin. I had great matches with you. I, I loved every second of it. I wish God we could have had more matches. I felt like me and you could have done a lot of business together. Um, what was your opinion of wrestling with someone like Justin Chambers? And the reason why I'm bringing this up, there was a controversial match. Now I know you and Will are friends, right? Yeah. Yeah, you and Will are friends, Glenn Bell our friends. I've always wanted to know that Glenn Bell ever because It's a conspiracy, it's a rumor rumor window, whatever you want to call it. But there was a match with the uh Georgia Southern North American strap time, whatever you wanna call it, you know. It was a match where Will kept aggravating CJ or Justin Justin Chambers about whether or not he really gone drop the cells to him. because we was supposed to the championship about that. And he was like, Yes, god damn it I'm going to you know, he gets to the ring I'm in a guerrilla position, and he tells me, man, fuck it. I'm keeping the belt tonight. Well, long story short, Cambridge wins the match and not Phil. We always try to us, oh, he got knocked out of kicked out, something like that, and Cambridge just went for it. But let's say you, what do you think really happened? Do you think Cambridge is so good to stay down and saying anything to the end of the That's what the rumor is.
0: Huh. I'm actually not sure. I never uh, really questioned it after the after you know it all happened. But if I had to make a guess, I would think that I think that Will could have been you know knocked out or you know whatever, and Justin Chambers went with it. That seems like yeah you know, likely to have happened. I don't know. It, that was that whole thing was kind of weird. Yeah, it was
1: man. It was. I don't know. But um, what was your situation with uh you know Justin Chambers? I had a couple of matches against one on one. How did you feel working with him? Well,
0: initially, when first the first couple of times I worked with him, I was kind of nervous. This wasn't a guy who had been on the NBC. He worked the flat line and all that, and me was we still doing. On the backyard thing it was it was it was, it was a little a uh, little weird at first, trying to you know, i guess be trying to make sure that what I did didn't mess up you know. so but who easy to work with He's, he's you know can when I needed to be paid and all that and he, he made it work He's was a pretty he was a pretty decent guy to work with he's, Really easy to, really easy to get to know in the ring.
1: Now, I'm gonna bring this guy back up. I'm bringing up Fury, and I'm not trying to do a complete shoot on now. Remember the Alba guy come up? He wasn't not always a big supporter of the Alba crew, you know. He might say hey, he's not always as it seems, you know, but like the big argument came about we were trying to push you for the heavyweight title. Fury was the guy that put thumbs down to you. I don't know if you really knew that or not. You know, he was trying to say you were, you were just a tag team specialist. You know, you're not ready to win that heavyweight title. This is during a time period where Nick won the heavyweight ch- ch- championship, you know, and we had to figure fight like crazy for him to win the title, you know, back then. But your name came up. I was fighting for it. And I was pushing for it, you know, uh, they had a problem with it. And he said you were a tag team specialist and, you know, you, you just, you know, they didn't think you were uh, ready or didn't deserve to win the heavyweight title. I'm just letting it out there, man. What's your thoughts on that?
0: Uh, I guess I could see where he's coming from. Yeah. At that time, the main, my main thing that I was doing was, you know, the broken arm, the tag team stuff with, uh, with Shea. Yeah. But well, I think I was, it was shortly after that when I really started to, uh, you know, get into the singles division. I uh, started in the thing with the Georgia Southern North American title, the, the balls for the world title, the, the hardcore title and all that. I think it was, yeah. uh, I think it was just timing. Uh, at the time that uh, I had been mainly in tag team divisions, I don't, I guess it wouldn't have really made sense to me to jump straight into the running for the world heavyweight. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I I kind of knew at the time that it was uh, Jay, not you know not person for me, but I didn't, I didn't really mind. Yeah, I guess I kind of saw where it was coming from. Um,
1: well, that's a special thing to say, man. I mean, everybody's got different opinions about it, but I I respect your answer. Um, what about you? Remember the time? Me and Don, I think this was 2010. We pulled this side. And I was telling you a big speech. I was telling you, I like what you're doing. I, I, I see all the hard work you're doing. You were just about to get the big push. We was wanting to push you. I wish I was. I was your biggest supporter, man. Um, I think I think Christopher was as well. Nice soccer, Don. Now, he's got nothing against you. But he actually took it a little personal, somebody. He was very upset. He wanted to know when he's going to get his
0: opportunities.
1: Like, Don, his time is coming, you know. But I was looking at you. I, I always saw you as an art, You know, you had that Canadian talent kind of look. You are efficient. You could do technical moves. You could, you can uh, high slide in the ring. Um, you could do a lot. I was very, very impressed with your ability in the ring, you know. But it was always, I've always took this as a uh, political defeat. I never could. It's a big belt on you, you know. But do you have any regrets or any animosity at all of not, you know, having this an opportunity that when the world broke it, there's some guys that got that strap and i c I'm sorry. They didn't deserve it. I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just pointing out there. they, they got it because of their <laughs> egos or they stroke the right person to get it. And I was just kinda like this this is disgusting. And, you know, I've always felt like you can you're proven it, you could done any kind of move I can do. I'm a fan of as well. I've always felt like, you know, age of management looked over you. Not all of them, you no, know, you know, I I know Chris fought for
0: you as well. But I'm curious, man, what was your thought? If you're not winning. I and mean, I mean, yeah, I would have uh I would have loved to have for the big one, you know, World Heavyweight Championship, but I wasn't uh I didn't really go into it with the big expectations, you know. I I figured yeah you know, I would be you know, pretty good in singles and everything, win the North American title, the Hardcore title, with the World Heavyweight title. It would have been nice. Yeah, I would have. I, I wish I would have uh, stayed with it long enough to uh, go for the World Heavyweight title. But yeah, it is what it is, and you know, what happened happened. Yeah, I can't really be too upset about it. But it would have been nice. I would have liked to have uh, held that strap for a little bit.
1: Oh, of course, bro. I mean, yeah, I, I do apologize about it. But, you know, hey, let's, let's move on a little bit here. Now, um, you, you did went over some of the conspiracy theories I had. But, you know, 2009, 2010, 2011, plane. what was your favorite? I mean, you can you get point, What was your favorite match that you had in AWF?
0: Oh, man.
1: Favorite you had a lot of matches. Uh, no, you some good matches
0: yeah um, well, that's a tough one. I'm really partial to uh Oz Knight and myself in our uh Swanton match oh, yeah oh
1: yeah,
0: it was, it was Halloween massacre yeah.
1: two
0: thousand and twelve I think That was a classic classic matchup you know, oh.
1: Um, what about Christopher Dickens? Now, I know when you guys first started, when you guys first started, and um, with Abba and everything, I just remember this rumor. Me and Jay always got frustrated about Christopher Dickens promising guys the world but couldn't deliver. What's, what's your thought, man? Did Christopher Dickens make any kind of big promises to you and Kevin or Abba at the time, and then they felt like, when it didn't come true, I know Paul complained, you know. What was your thoughts on that? You felt like, well,
0: you know, go ahead, go ahead. Well, he... Christopher Dickens, when he first came, yeah, he, he promised, uh, that yeah, we'd get our push and we'd, uh, we'd make it in you know, ADBF, yeah, we'd make it to the top, we'd be able to go wherever we want. For the most part, I feel like, yeah, it was true. He, we were able to, you know, get somewhere with AWS. I think uh, a lot of the guys who complained didn't realize that, you know, you know when Chris made those, you know, promises, he made those savings, it wasn't that Chris was gonna shoulder it all and make sure we you know we had to put in our part. We had to do what we had to do to make sure it happened. And I think a lot of the guys didn't realize that they thought it was just going to be handed to them. But I feel like, uh, where I'm concerned at least, that I was able to uh, go where I wanted to be and you know make it in the business. And I I did some uh, I did a little bit on the NBC, and I was able to you know, get pretty far with it. Um. Oh. What was
1: your position when it came to ring Rats of AWL? There were a lot of there was a time period in 2010, 2011, more females coming out there, which brought a lot of drama. Did you get stuck into that drama, Aaron? The ring rat in AWL? The you trying the to ring
0: rat? Oh man, I I tried to stay out of it for the most part. But a couple of uh, a little, a couple of times it was you couldn't help but be caught up in it. You know what I mean? But I, oh, yeah. I tried to avoid. Most of that, as much as I could, and I think I did for the most part. But so, a couple of times, my name would get thrown around, or I would get put into a situation or two. But yeah, it was—it was just—it was, was a trip.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bet it was. Well, um, we <clears> have <throat> wrap up with the show here, Aaron. Um, remember me how I wrap up the show. I'm gonna take some wrestler's names, you can tell me your thoughts about him, okay? All
0: right.
1: All right. Uh All right. Let's go with your taxi partner, Kevin, S T D.
0: Oh, hell of a wrestler. He, he's a test on <laughs> uh,
1: uh did he really have a a black belt in jiu jitsu?
0: Uh, it wasn't necessarily a black belt. He wasn't formally taught Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. He uh, ended up, you know, developing a friendship with a guy who was a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And so he was kind of a mentor to him, showing him all kinds of things, you know, training him and helping him become a better fighter. It was never a formal belt-based training, you know what I mean? But he did receive training for a while for Jiu-Jitsu. I'm going to put you on the spot with this one.
1: Now we tried it and tried it and never could get an official booking day I really, really wanted to fight this guy. But a survivor of pain took on that CD in a submission shooter match with Ava Rules or AWF uh, Old School Rules. Who would you pick and win? Oh,
0: man. Oh, man, that's a tough one. Ah. I think just Justin... Experience alone, I would have to go with uh, Survivor of Pain for that one. It would definitely be a hell of a match, but I I feel like in the end, Survivor of Pain would take it.
1: I appreciate that. I'm glad you got the smart answer. If you said that way around, I'd like, where's, where's, where's Kevin, Let's prove it right now, you know. Like, I'm <laughs> but, um, okay, how about Christian Fury?
0: Christian Fury? I like Siri. Towards the beginning, you know, there was a little bit of animosity, kind of. Where it was, yeah, you know, especially with uh, you know him tearing his ACL in the match against me. You know what I mean? But as time went on, we became closer. We became close spring and, I, and you know, I had no problems with Siri. He's a hell of a wrestler. I'll give him that. He's definitely got ring skills.
1: Yeah, definitely one of the top five in this business. So what about um, Prime Time Tim Sanders?
0: Prime Time Tim Sanders, I like him. I like him. He was, he was a funny guy. He was. He definitely. Uh, he was definitely uh, one of the brighter, and you know, in the whole crew, as far as you know, you know, being able to be friends with you, be uh, be a decent guy with you. Ring-wise, he was pretty good. I I remember uh, when he uh, got injured the first time. And everybody was just crowded around watching, like, is he okay? Yeah. And I liked him. Chris Dwayne Dickens. Was it? Chris Dickens. Chris Dickens is a son of a bitch. Chris
1: <laughs> you remember who's on his line?
0: Uh, Chris Dickens is awesome I definitely uh, spent a lot of time With Chris Dickens In and out of the ring And then we would always Go over to his house He he lived like Right down the road From where we all congregated We were always over there Like hey Can we shoot some stuff what's, uh, What's on the car What's going on this weekend Yeah he's definitely Big help For most of us In and out of the ring
1: I think I'm shedding a tear.
0: <laughs>
1: well, what about that crazy guy who has PTSD that, you know, people are getting too afraid to get in the ring and yada, yada, yada? I think they call him the survivor of pain.
0: <laughs> I like survivor of pain. oh yeah. Survivor of pain is a hell of a guy.
1: Well, I appreciate that, though, but. You know, I, I had a guy on the show, and he and I always hear things from Fearing and Dickens and a couple other people that a lot of guys got scared to get in the ring with me. I, mean, I was going to snap, or they said could, they, could, they couldn't tell if I was taking it as real sports entertainment or whatnot. Or, I, mean, let's say you, well, I, mean, I want to show to that to you. I know he's thinking the hell of a guy. I appreciate that, though. I'm more I I honest with you. You thought at one point with me you aggressive that I had snap, lost control. And you felt like, you know, I, I I could
0: get too far with you. Well, I don't think uh, there was ever a point where you snapped or lost control when I was in the ring with you. I know uh, a lot of guys were talking about that. And whenever I did get in the ring with you, it, it was in the back of my mind. But I would always put, you know, that trust in the person I'm in the ring with beforehand. Yeah, I always trusted that you would know, be able to work the match and you know not lose control or whatever. And, you know, I always, uh I always liked getting in the ring with you. I wish you could have done it more. Yeah, that
1: was my main, what of my main regrets. You know, I really wish you could have, you know, could have had an angle or something. I would love to put you over uh, in some matches. You know, I probably could have had a series of matches. I mean, to me and you, it been a classic powerhouse versus a shoot. You know, I would hit all kind of power moves on you. all power bomb you, power slam you, suplex you, and I could see you hit a swan dive off me, strong splash, flying across Friday, tornado your I had a big vision for Max that me and you thought me and you could have had. You know, we should have had. Yeah. It just, man, just timing of it, the bushings of it, just really fuck sometimes. I just... It, it frustrated me, man. I really wish we could get that serious business. And if you were down here in Georgia, I definitely would love to get you in UCW and just serious business. But I didn't mean to forget about some things, man. Do you have any thoughts of Billy Johnson and Livewire or Charlie Anarchy with SWF? Any thoughts or memories about working those promotions?
0: Oh, Livewire. Livewire was... I had fun at Livewire. It as far it as Billy Johnson concerned, He's a decent guy for the most part. In-ring, he's okay. Uh, it was uh, There was a lot of times where I don't know exactly what was going on. He would lose his temper a lot, like, outside the ring, like, behind the scenes. And I don't know. It, he was okay to work with. It was just real tense. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, he's a piece of shit. That's just my opinion. I like Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> I, I, oh, yeah.
0: I like Charlie. You know, I like Charlie. I
1: had a couple of different opinions, but for the most part, though, um, I, I, I've got a lot of respect for Charlie, what he's done in the ring. I mean, granted, like I said, you know, me and Charlie might have had a couple of small issues. Nothing major. And I'm not going to get here and talk back about the guy. You know, but I, I like Charlie's ring work, you know. Um, oh,
0: yeah.
1: I know he invited you guys out there at SWF. Y'all can't up to every. Saturday, but what's your what's your thoughts of Russ of Rusty and SWF? I know mean, we did we, we 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 had to compete with that, you know. The only way we could have guaranteed y'all a, a show every single week if we did on Sundays because of work 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 related schedules. But you know,
0: what, oh, yeah.
1: what was it like working with Charlie and Rusty and SWF? I uh, it was
0: I was uh, actually pretty fun. I liked uh, I liked SWF. SWF was uh, really the first bit of. I don't don't want to say exposed. The first bit of uh, experience that we had wrestling in front of the crowd, it was a crowd of like maybe five or six, maybe sometimes 10 people, but it was a crowd nonetheless. We got that experience of being able to, you know, pander to the audience, being able to work as a face or work as a heel and get the crowd behind us or get the crowd to do it. It was a, it was, A fun time in this I like Charlie Anarchy. I like Charlie. He's, uh, he's, uh, he could be a bit of an asshole, I could say, but he, more or less, I like him. I hung out with him, you know, outside the ring a decent bit.
1: Outstanding.
0: Well, dude, I'm going to wrap
1: it up this week, man. It was a pleasure talking to you, Aaron. Absolutely. I'd like to get you back in the show again, dude. You know, do a little more. Up further in debt. I'm working on a AWS timeline suit video, and I'd love for you to do the 2009 era, you know, the Abba era of AWS. I'd like you to that of that. Talk about, you know, but we're going to go through each particular month, each particular show that you know you and the whole Abba crew that. at. You know, it's called the AWS oh, timeline yeah. podcast. That's another project that I'm working on. But man, we also got a new podcast show coming out. It's our debut um, called Yes We Love Wrestling. And we just sitting there talk about the business By like, you, A.P.C. I Matt You're more welcome okay. to participate that show Anytime you want, just hit us up um, But again, right. you know Thanks for being on the show, man
0: Absolutely, I'm glad to be on the show
1: <laughs> Outstanding, bro Alright, ladies and gentlemen That's all for this week, Russell's fans I am your host, Survivor Payne, Bill Blankton Along with Chris Dickens Thanks once again to Touchdown Mass Productions And we'll see you next time, Russell's fans So long for now
0: Peace out